Welcome to Midwifing America, Episode 7, Save the Birth Center. One of the most important things people can do is simply to talk about it. Until I was immersed in that environment and until we had children, I didn't know anything about birth centers. I didn't know anything about midwifery. Uh, I didn't know anything about this model of care. And, and so I think the more that our community can talk about it and, and educate people as to what this is and why it's important. In today's episode, we explore a community's reaction after the announced closing of a beloved birth center that has served the area for 30 years. What's happening here is an example, but this is an issue that you know every woman could be impacted by across the country. So this isn't just about Eugene. This is really about options and models for care yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I'm Angie Chisholm. I'm Kate Bowen. I'm Emily Yast. And I'm Katie Robbins. We are Midwife in America, a new podcast to reimagine maternity care and other issues affecting women. Hi, everyone. This is Angie Chisholm. On May 7th of 2019, we at Midwife in America heard about the planned closure of the Nurse Midwifery Birth Center in Lane County, Oregon. We all became concerned because we recognize this is not just an isolated event affecting one place, but it's an example of a bigger issue where the needs of women and the value of midwifery care are being overlooked. Our team agreed that a timely episode to update our listeners on these developments is of urgent importance. To shed more light on how families are grappling with this news, we speak with Andrew, a birth center dad. Hi, my name is Andrew Nelson. Uh, my wife is Ann Carney Nelson, and our daughters, whom you can't hear, but I can see, are Ella and Elizabeth, and they were both born at the birth center. Uh, they're three and seven years old now. My wife is also on the Friends of the Birth Center uh, group, so um, it's been a very special place in our lives. Before you had your children, um, what did you know about midwifery care or birth centers? Actually, not much at all, uh, and maybe that's typical or maybe not, but I uh, didn't know much about childbirth or prenatal care or uh, lactation consulting or anything uh, until Anne became pregnant. Could you um, describe a little bit about what the birth centers meant for you and your family and how um, it's impacted your views on childbirth? Yeah, it's, it is interesting because it's... Uh, from the moment you walk in, it's a very different environment. And so it is more, you use the word family, and I was almost going to use the word family in terms of thinking of the birth center and the providers and uh, and the others there. Um, but it, it seems more like a home environment. Uh, and, and this particular, uh, our birth center, it has a living room kind of environment with couches and a fireplace and toys for the kids. And uh, and there's a, a vibe and uh, a perspective that the people seem to have there, which is very much... Uh, welcoming us. It's, so it's very different than a, uh, you know, I, my comparison set is a doctor's office. Uh, and it's a completely different environment, um, not just physically, but in, in terms of the almost emotional connection that it provides. So. And one of the things I learned as a dad is there, you know, that carries, that's not accidental, right? And so it carries through the philosophy of the birth center. And, uh, and the big contrast in my head is, is whether childbirth itself and the process leading up to it and, and the things that happen afterwards uh, are medical uh, conditions to be, quote, dealt with in the, in the same way that you might go to the doctor because you sprain your ankle, uh, or if it is something which is better served by this more uh, 
uh, holistic maybe is the better term for it, but uh, it's a different model of care uh, and one which I've really come to, to admire and appreciate. And um, I guess the, that naturally kind of leads into um, how you're feeling about the news that the birth center might close. Um, what are your fears, worries, concerns for other families or for the community of Eugene? Yeah, it's um, my first reaction, and I think the one which is still the overwhelming reaction is simply sadness, uh, because I do see it as such a unique resource, uh, and for our family, there is no substitute. Uh, none of the other options are, are the same, and so so it really is because we had such a an incredible experience there, uh, and continue to have a tight relationship. Uh, with the providers, with the community that that, that the birth center has engendered, it's uh, it's it's sad, uh, and I I'm sad for families who have yet to experience what we experienced and have children yet to come, uh, who simply won't have that as an option. And do you have any um, recommendations for our community of listeners as to what we might be able to do or how we might be able to talk um, with others about what's happening um, as to have some sort of impact? It's a great question. I, I wish I had a clearer set of, of recommendations. Uh, but as I reflect on my own experience, I think one of the most important things people can do is simply to talk about it. Uh, I, as I was explaining a few minutes ago, you know, as it, until I was immersed in that environment and until we had children, I didn't know anything about birth centers. I didn't know anything about midwifery. Uh, I didn't know anything about this model of care. And, uh, and so I think the more that our community can talk about it and, and educate people as to what this is and why it's important, uh, that will be an important first step. Andrew's wife, Anne, is on the board for the Lane County Friends of the Birth Center, a consumer advocacy group. They invited us over to their home where we were able to sit down with Ann and Lynn, who are co-chairs of the nonprofit, to discuss the consumer reaction. Uh, my name's Ann Carney Nelson, and I'm the mother of two daughters who were both born at the birth center. And my name is Lynn Kane, and I have two kids that were born with birth center midwives. One was born at the hospital, um, and then my son was born a couple years later at the birth center. Can you all tell us a little bit about um, the Friends of the Birth Center, the organization, and what you've done historically, and um, just kind of set the stage for how your group got started? Originally, it got started, it was a, just a bunch of moms that had met at Baby Clinic and really appreciated the experience that they had, and then found out the devastating news that Peace Health had no intentions of moving the birth center along with the uh, new hospital that it was building um, in Springfield from Eugene. Um, so they thought that was unacceptable and um, formed this group to hold Peace Health accountable to the commitment it had made to the birth center and to midwives in our community and to the, um, their mission and values um, and just kind of insisted on being part of the conversation. How big is the organization itself? How many volunteers do you have? Well, I guess, I mean, the organization is as big as there are families that have yeah. been touched by the birth center. Right. So as far as the leadership of the organization, the board itself, it's about, I think, about six of us. But everyone who's been touched by the birth center, whether it's a mother who's had a, you know, had a, a baby there, whether it's a, a father, a grandparent, a cousin, aunt, you know, anyone in the family who's touched by the impact of the birth center on their lives is, is certainly is a friend of the birth center. So it's thousands and thousands and thousands of people. 
and shares with us some of the unique services that are offered by the birth center. I've been thinking a lot about this because a lot of people are not familiar with the breadth or depth of the services. And to some degree, it's almost unfortunate that we call it the birth center because those words really focus everyone's attention around childbirth. And yet that is part of what they do, but it's very holistic wraparound services after childbirth, 24 seven lactation support, excellent postpartum support. There's well baby, um, clinics on a regular basis, which provides this great opportunity for new mothers to both have that you know, quick checkpoint with a nurse, but also connect with other new moms, uh, well, well women checks, uh, birth control, you know, the, the, the services are, are very broad. And I, I even know of a mother who, um, had, they, there was a, you know, a, a medical concern with her, with her daughter, teenage daughter. And certainly for a teenager to, you know, go into a normal OBGYN clinic, that's, super intimidating, you know, mm-hmm. but they went to the birth center and she said it was just the most comforting, warm, you know, it was just a very, uh, approachable and not intimidating experience at all for her daughter. So for her, I know it meant a whole lot to have, you know, the birth center even helping in that capacity, which really was not something that was really on her radar. So, um, the services really do extend far beyond what I think most people understand to add to that point. Um, I've had, you know, I like to say I've, I've been pregnant four times, but I have two children because I had two miscarriages in between my oldest and my youngest. And the experience of going through a miscarriage with a midwife beside you, and when you get to the point where there's absolutely nothing medically they can do to help you. And the care that I experienced from the midwives was absolutely invaluable. And it was as important to them as the medical side. I think I was thinking about too just the space itself. Um, besides, you know, feeling home-like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not just an office. It's not just a place to give birth. They have you know a whole living room where women just gather, and they've got the weekly well baby mm-hmm. clinics where many moms. We've made a lot of life. I mean, we met through the mm-hmm. birth center, right? <laughs> um, so these lifelong friendships mm-hmm. and support, and and then also just books everywhere, mm-hmm. and you know, so women can educate themselves. The people of Lane County, Oregon are known to be health conscious. Lynn and Ann speak to the value of the birth center specifically for people of this region. Well, certainly, I think the birth center plays a very central role in that um, there's a large population of women who know they do not want to have a hospital birth. Um, They're not sick. They're not hurt. They don't, that's not where they want to be. But for a variety of reasons, they don't feel comfortable with the home birth. I was in that category. And so the birth center provides an excellent option where you get the model of care you want, but also the environment that you're most comfortable in. And I think it's very important to consider both its provider and environment. And one without the other is not the same. It's, it doesn't, you know. Um, and so there's that component. And then certainly what's so unique about the birth center is that since they do have the uh, privileges at the hospital that you know you can have that continuum of care if for some reason you do need to go there. And then there are a lot of women who choose. They want to have a midwife and they want a hospital birth. So again, it's that combination, that personal combination of choice of provider and location. Um, The other thing that I don't think is maybe as widely known or recognized is that the birth center also provides the prenatal care for the county health clinic. And so there are a lot of individuals in the community are very concerned about the impact that this 
uh, closure would have on really some of the most vulnerable members of our community and are very concerned that they will result in a situation where they are underserved from a care perspective. These are Medicaid um, you know, members of the population and such. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a very wide range of people who seek out this model of care. It's as diverse as our community is. And it's really, I think, beautiful and wonderful that there is this, this one model that appeals to so many. I was thinking too, we're a university town, and so we have a lot of highly educated mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that live here as well, and people that, and that's how I, I was pregnant with my daughter in Chicago and moved here at the beginning of my second trimester, and so I was researching options. I didn't actually know much about birth center care or midwives at that point, and um, so I was researching options because I'm a researcher, <laughs> and so, and really came to the conclusion that this is, you know, that this mm-hmm. was the safest model of care for me in addition to all the services that mm-hmm. were going to be provided, so... I think there's a lot of people that make a very educated choice to be at the birth center. I'd say I, I found my way to the birth center um, because years and years and years and years before I ever thought about getting pregnant, I knew I wanted to have a midwife-assisted birth when I, when I did become a mother. My mother um, had two home births. They were actually OB-assisted home births, but the nurse at those births went on to become a nurse midwife and opened the first uh, nurse midwife uh, midwife. Wifery Birth Center in Oklahoma City. And then both my sisters have all four of their children have been born three home births, one birth center birth with nurse midwives. So I guess you could say it runs in my blood. (laughs) There was never any doubt. I think if in my case, had I come to my family and said, I'm going to go have a hospital birth with an OB, they would have all looked at me like I was crazy. The next um, set of questions really is about the impact. So you alluded to it a little bit when you mentioned the Medicaid um, patients and um, women who are uninsured, but um, what do you both predict or what do you fear would be the impact of closing the birth center? And yeah, I mean, I guess for us fundamentally, this is about a lack of choice for women that's gonna be lost in our community to decide with whom and how and where they give birth. And so that is a unique service that these midwives provide that's different than any other obstetric provider in town, that they have hospital privileges and out of hospital privileges. So that just gives women such a wide variety of options for birth, let alone all the other services that they provide for prenatal care and postpartum. How would families access the type of services that are currently available at the birth center once the birth center is closed? Well, certainly, I mean, we do have bits, we have pieces of services. There's no one place that provides everything. For lactation support, uh, there's an organization called Daisy Chain, which um, provides excellent support. The challenge, I would say, is I don't think they're really set up to do 24-7 for such a large portion of the community. I know I've heard of women who are currently pregnant who are looking at um, options in Corvallis, as far as Corvallis mm-hmm. for care. I know... Um, you know, from a postpartum standpoint, there's, I mean, there's Well Mama, another organization, again, a separate organization. So it's not integrated. You have to go to different places yeah. and talk to different people. And, um, and I think also for, for a new mom, everything's, everything's overwhelming. Everything's exhausting. Everything's intimidating. And that's one of the things that was so nice about the birth center is you're going in, you're seeing a friendly face. You're seeing someone you've seen before in an environment, you know, you can envision what it's like when you go there the first time. So it's really welcoming.
speak to, I mean, we've really been trying to emphasize that this is, we're lamenting the lack of the birth center model of care because we have a lot mm -hmm. of other wonderful midwives in town who are practicing the midwifery model of care, but the fact that we have this sort of central location for all of these services to take place, um, so which is a choice that some women want, but also just the collaboration that can take mm -hmm. place. So the, the lactation support, if there is an issue that comes up, you know, that might be better answered by a midwife or a nurse, mm -hmm. they, they already have that relationship, mm -hmm. they already have those records, and so it can be kind of a, a much easier and you only have to go to one place, mm -hmm. which for all these things. So when you're a new mom, <laughs> just to get out of the house, is it you know? Yeah, and and, and to have, you know, and they also provide home visits, mm -hmm. you know, which of course home birth midwives do. And Daisy Chain also provides some postpartum home visit supports. Um, but uh, but none of the other. My understanding is none of the other practices in town mm -hmm. do. There used to be a pediatrician's office that would do a newborn check at home, but my understanding is that was cut because of funding. The hospital, Riverbend, is baby-friendly certified still, I believe, but they've cut a lot of their services. They no longer have outpatient lactation support. So the birth center is really I mean, the only place where you can get all of those things in one location. You're making a good case for who's going to be impacted in the community patient-wise. Um, I wonder if you could speak a little bit to um, staffing and who and how many people this affects, this decision. Well, there are currently at least 20 employees of the birth center. Um, you know, there are ten, about, about 10 nurse midwives on staff, um, about six RNs, and then, you know, the, the office staff and um, clinical manager. So it's it's all in around around 20. And, you know, I think what's so also really interesting is so, so many of those staff have worked there for so long. And so that's their home also. That's their work home, and so it's um, these are you know certainly faces that we've we've seen every time we've gone in there for years and years and years, and it is like seeing a kind of like, it's like an old friend. You sort of catch up on what's happened in the past year. Mm -hmm. um, that leads me to another question, which is, um, how do you expect that Peace Health might be impacted from closing the birth center? The most important and long-lasting. For the com from a community standpoint, is this the sense of trust that the, you know the birth center was initially um, built in large part due to donations and contributions from donors in our community, and so they were investing in this model of care alongside the hospital. It was a, it was a partnership that they entered into together, and so when you break a partnership of that sort. It takes a very, very long time to reestablish those those bonds. And I think too, we've been we keep coming back to the mission and values of the hospital. It's mm -hmm. a nonprofit Catholic hospital, and they have very strong views about um, you know, right on their webpage about respect, mm -hmm. collaboration, stewardship, and social justice, and you know, safe touch every time, and that fit really well with the birth center model of care, with the midwifery model of care, and so this just feels like a gross violation of those values and their stated mission. Mm -hmm. And it goes like up against what you see as far as the the recommendations worldwide to be expanding this model of care. It's mm -hmm. completely in direct opposition to that, and specifically for underserved communities, specifically for lower income communities, specifically for people of color, for spe you know specifically for um, you know immigrant populations. So there's there's a lot of these trends. That this this is what we need more of, and they're ignoring those needs and all of the data behind them 
and just moving in the other direction. The Centers for Medicaid and Medicare did a study in 2018 with over 46,000 participants regarding the outcomes of birth center care for Medicaid patients. The Lane County Birth Center was included in this study, known as Strong Start. The outcomes showed lower rates of preterm birth, lower rates of low birth weight, lower rates of C-section, higher rates of VBAC, and a cost savings of more than $2,000 per mother-infant pair during the first year following the birth. This research confirms prior studies regarding birth center outcomes. With this available data, it is hard to understand why more hospitals and health systems are not embracing the birth center model of care. We asked Lynn and Ann their take on the source of the problem. We certainly have a large community that can educate them on the value of this model. And um, that is one problem is that there has been a lot of turnover in senior administration at the hospital, so they have no concept of the history of the birth center in this community or you know how much it means to people and how much people have already invested and the commitment that they made to our community to protect and preserve this model. Um, so we feel like that's one of our jobs mm -hmm. at this point is to help educate them on the importance of it and the history and to share people's stories and help them know that we're not just a number on a page of this mm -hmm. small number of births that take place out of a hospital compared to what's happening in the labor and delivery unit, um, that, that we're real people that have real stories and have been impacted greatly and that this fits very well with their mission and values. So we're hoping that's the source of the problem. I'm not exactly on the date, but about eight, nine years or so, Peace Health has not had their own OBs on staff. And so they have contracted with an outside OB group, Women's Care, to, to be those OB collaborative partners for the midwives and in my opinion when you have partners who are not working under the same organization you are setting yourself up for the handshake not working as well as it could mm -hmm. and so we are aware we've been informed by peace health that that ob practice decided they were not going to renew the contract and i think that's really what kind of brought this situation suddenly to be this big issue and um unfortunately peace health their decision is that you know what they've announced is that they are just choosing to cease having a presence within the peace health organization for offering these um these levels of care and they're just going to let this outside group take over what do you all um perceive as kind of the next best steps or what can we all do to to change what's happening? Well, certainly we are working very hard as um, both as an organization and also just with the community as a whole to really raise awareness and make sure that everyone understands the situation and the impact on the community. And so certainly uh, as we get more, more in the press, the more people can... Um, respond and you know voice their concerns whether it's to their local um, you know local media sources or um, you know directly to the hospital <laughs> if they have contacts there um, I think our as, yeah. as a consumer group we're really focusing on meeting with mm -hmm. peace Health administration insisting on these meetings and um, 
they're really wanting to come back to the mission and values and the commitment that they made to the community. So we're we're starting there as a consumer group because this is what we believe is best for the community. We believe it's best for Peace Health also mm -hmm. to stick with what they've stated are their are their goals, um, and the Burst Center model fits so well within that. So that's that's where we're starting, but we're also we want to make sure they know we're not just numbers. We're real mm -hmm. people, real families with real stories mm -hmm. who would be impacted in a very real way. So um, I think what's, this, this is not the first time that Peace Health has done this. This is the, the third time, at least, that we know of that they've announced a closure of the birth center. And every time the community has risen up and said, we're not going to stand for this. This is too important. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to, um, there's a petition that's going mm -hmm. around that, got about 3,000 mm -hmm. signatures in just two days or mm -hmm. so. A lot of people are sharing their story on social media. So this is a piece that's really different than 10 years ago when they were dealing with all of a sudden this has just exploded on, on Facebook and Twitter. And so we're... we're right, um, and certainly yeah. you know, for anyone who wants to follow, just follow what's happening mm -hmm. and wants more information. We have a blog. We have... You know, we're, we're active on Facebook and we're, we're posting updates. So we'll be sharing news as we learn, learn more and we'll certainly have more calls to action. But at the end of the day, it's certainly this is this is a what's happening here is an example, but this is an issue that you know every woman could be impacted by across the country. So this isn't just about Eugene. This is really about options and models for care yeah. everywhere. I am Angie Chisholm. Thanks for listening to episode seven of Midwifing America. Special thanks to Andrew Nelson and Carney Nelson and Lynn Kane for their valuable stories and advocacy. And thanks to my team at Midwifing America, Kate Bowen, Emily Yeast, Katie Robbins, and Abigail Ayapola for their contributions to today's story. We at Midwifing America believe that our work as midwives involves educating policymakers, healthcare systems, and insurers about the unique value of birth centers and midwifery care. Today's episode of Midwifing America was produced by Russell Choppa, with all original music by Russell Choppa. We're committed to open dialogue around women's health and maternity care. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Midwifing America. If you want to join our conversation, find us at midwifingamerica.com and at Midwifing America on Apple Podcasts, Instagram, and Facebook. This episode of Midwifing America was brought to you by the Oregon affiliate of the American College of Nurse Midwives and with a grant from the Francis T. Thatcher Foundation. 